0: So yesterday, we did the first uh, third of Torah Chet, and we stopped at Ozain, section 7. And right before in Otvav, we were talking about the idea that in order to separate the bad from the good, one needs to study and delve into the depth of halacha. And the only way it's possible to do so is through tfilah. So before halacha comes prayer, now Rabban is going to explain the connection between Torah and tefillah. And and we're going to start from here. The idea is, as brought in the tikunim, tikun Dalet Gan, the garden, da oraita. This is a reference to the Torah. Because the Torah is called the garden. As it's brought down in tikun udalit, da flamed. And the Bereshit, the Nishmot Israel and the Nishamot of Am Israel that explain and they they understand and they, they delve into the Torah and they understand the Torah. Um, and we're gonna see here Rabbanu is specific, using It's gonna be a little word, it's gonna be the idea of Mayan, which is the spring. So Rabbanu is gonna connect these two ideas, so just pay attention. So those nishamot of Am that are able to delve into the Torah are the aspect of the grasses and the, uh, what do you call it? Or the grasses and the bushes, like the, the, the plants that grow in the Garden of Eden. So these are the, the plants of Gan Eden, the Garden of Gan Eden. These, these uh, grasses are a reference to these souls that are able to delve into the depth of the Torah. And from where do these uh, neshamot grow? Or where do these grasses grow? From the spring. And what is the Mayan? The Chochmah. The Zohar says, this is a reference to Chochmah. So we said Gan is the Torah. Um, The Mayan is the Chochmah. It says Mayan Ganim, the fountain of gardens. So, and from where do they receive the Chokhma and Sechel, which we said it represents the idea of the Mayan, the spring? This is from prayer. Because okay, we talked about earlier that Rabbanu says that one needs to have a Sechel whenever he studies Hanakha. But you can only receive the Sechel from prayer. So here Rabbanu is proving it. How does one receive Chokhma and Sechel? Through the idea of the Mayan, which uh, comes from the Mayan. So, Mayan received its swords from Tefillah. And the spring left from the house of God. This is the uh, prayer. The house of God represents prayer. Because my house is a house of prayer. So, house represents prayer. And the the Mayan, the spring, leaves from the house of Hashem. So, we see here that um, this is all the idea of tfira, uh coming down to um, bring uh, life to this uh this is the idea of bringing something from the potential to the actual, bringing something into reality. Because prayer is the renewal of the world. Because prayer is the belief that there is someone who renews. It's the same idea that we talked about in lesson seven, last uh, last lesson. It's in his hand. It's in God's hand to be able to do according to His will to change nature. And this is the idea of potential creation. Something that hasn't yet come into existence, still in thought. Everything was created with Chochmah. You did everything with Chochmah. This is the idea of Chochmah. Because what did he say? Because from Tfila comes this spring of wisdom. We said that wisdom receives its life. And it gets its... Um, wisdom is received from it's, uh It comes through tfilah. So... Here we can understand that if you did everything with wisdom, that means that you have to do everything with prayer also. The idea of that prayer exists um, in the creation of the world. Because um, wisdom cannot exist without prayer. before, And the Torah is the idea of bringing something into actual creation. Not potential. So prayer is potential. It's actual. And you can literally see this naturally. When a person prays, you don't really see where it's going. Rabbi Nusser said, you cannot see this inyan of Tfilah. It's... Um, the eye has never seen it. But uh, Torah, you can see what it's doing, you know. You see the results. Prayer is something very special. It's higher and the idea that you can't see. So it's the, it's the idea, it's the difference between potential and actual. So Torah is actual creation. It says, I was his the Mishlei. And what is Amon? It's Uman, the blueprint. The idea of action. Because through the Torah... The world was created. And when one prays on something, this is the idea of the revelation of the world. And this is the potential creation. This is when arousal of wisdom begins. Which, as we explained, that exists within prayer. Because Chochmah only comes through Tzfila. What did we say? The spring left from the house of God. It exited from the house of God. This is prayer we talked about. Because what did we say? The house of God is prayer from which Khokhmah is aroused. And from the house of prayer, um, this is where the spring is drawn from. This And what's the spring? It's wisdom. And it's now brought to the Torah. So it's the idea of Tfila brings Khokhmah back into the Torah and there it goes into actual creation from his mouth comes wisdom and understanding because within the Torah there's the revelation of wisdom Even through this you create the, the fountain of uh, the garden the fountain of gardens that the spring comes that the fountain comes and waters the garden. As we talked about earlier in the zohar, through this, this is how these uh, grasses and these shrubs grow in the garden of Eden, which is the reference of these neshamot. How do the neshamot grow? Whenever prayer takes, uh, whenever pray, whenever a person prays, this idea of prayer then it gives strength to chokhmah, and a chokhmah then gets translated and uh, uh, gives life to the Torah, which are the shrubs. Um, and those Neshamot that are able to delve into the Torah. So Tefillah, chokhmah, and then chokhmah is transferred to Torah. And this is what the Chachamim saying in the Gemara Barachot, that one who delves into his prayer too much will come into a hurt heart, will will have a pain in his heart, will be broken hearted in a sense. As it says in Mishle, that the extended longing brings an aching of the heart. so how do you repair this? you involve yourself in Torah. As it says that the tree of life, that with the tree of life, his desire is fulfilled. This is what we said. So exactly what we talked about earlier—that prayer is still in the aspect of potential; it hasn't yet come into like physical existence, and it doesn't come into um, doesn't go from potential to actual until it comes to the Torah, which is the idea of the creation in actuality that we talked about earlier. That kulam bechokhma asita, right? No, no, that's the idea of actually a prayer. It's the idea of etzlo amon. I was nursing, and amon is uman, the blueprint, which is the idea of. Uh, and what is blu- blueprinted? The connotation of poel, which means this idea of action, as we know in um, in the Zohar. So <clears throat> we see here that the Torah is this aspect of action. So tefillah doesn't come into actuality until it comes to the Torah, which is creation, uh, actual creation. And then your request is made uh, once it leaves from potential to actual. And this is what we said. That the Nahar, the river, left Eden to water the garden. عرشيم, and there it spread into four different heads. Four different rivers or gardens. Uh, my bad, and four different uh, rivers. There was one river that spread into four that watered the garden. Eden, who What is Eden? Represents prayer. Okay, what did we talk about? That Eden is the eye that no one has ever seen. No one's seen the aspect of Eden. And this is prayer. No one can see the prayer. What's the idea? This is prayer. Because we know from prayer, it's above the aspect of nature. Because through prayer, one can come to change nature that we mentioned above. And this is the idea of Eden. Why Eden? Because no one has ever seen Eden. It's above nature. No one has a grasp or understanding because above nature, no one can grasp. The Ainu, we just explained the river left from Eden this is what we talked about earlier that the river leaves from tfila. That we said the, the fountain left from the house of God this is a reference to that wisdom leaves from the house of prayer this is the Torah the fountain of gardens this is the Torah and whenever the fountain of wisdom is drawn from prayer to the Torah, which is Torah look how beautiful this is then all the grasses and the shrubs in, um, in, um, in the gun which represent the souls of Am Yisrael. this is very very Kabbalistic um, you could look at many places in the Zohar and Torah in Nicodemoral lesson 65 speaks about the depth of this a lot and uh, lots of awesome things here um but here Rabeinu is explaining it in a different manner with the idea of tefila and Torah, that whenever this uh, this khokhma, which comes from Tila then gets transferred into the Torah, which are these neshamot, which are these shrubs in the gan in the garden. Klomach, it means to say, be'a askinim be'a Torah. This is whenever this wisdom is transferred to these shrubs, is what to the Torah, is uh, these neshamot uh, they grow in the garden. Uh, and they begin to understand and to delve into the wisdom of the Torah. This is what it means that these nishamot in the garden grow, whenever the garden, whenever the fountain comes from the the Beit Hashem, from the House of Prayer. This is what it means that these nishamot are now able to delve into the depth of the Torah, and then they're able to de- uh, to do uh, to dwell basically in the depth of Halacha to purify this um, and to separate this judgment, meaning to know what to do. What uh, what to do, what not to do, and to understand the difference between the Yemet and the sheker, that which <speaking> is <in> prohibited, <Hebrew> that which is allowed, all this stuff that which is pure and impure, etc. afri Through this you separate good from evil. And this is what it says. And from there it's separated. <speaking in Hebrew> because through this one separates the evil from the four elements we talked about. This is why it spe- spreads into four different heads. And now only the good exists. And then this is what it says at the end of the pasuk It Bereshit. It's separated into four heads. These are the four letters of Yud Kevavke. Which are the root of good of all the four elements, because the name of Hashem is only good. And obviously, this is whenever Yud Kevavke is the purification of these four heads of uh, which are the four yisodot. Awesome, awesome stuff. These are, this is the aspect of the four tzitzit. Because the four tzitzit represent the spirit of life. We're going back to the yang of sighing and the breath that we're talking about. As we said, so From the four spirits, oh come spirit, We see obviously four spirits, and it says come o spirit from the four. What does this mean? Through this you subdue the storm wind, which is the spirit of those who oppose who argue against the true tzaddikim. That they draw their extended spirit from their rav of the evil force, which is Esav, the hairy man, that we mentioned above, Play on the word se'ara. And this is why tzitzit, is an expression, it's the same language as hair. How do we know this? And he took me with the locks of my head. Titzit Roshi. Tzitzit is referenced to hair here. So we see here how Tzitzit can also mean hair. And this is what Rabban was saying that uh, Tzitzit here, um, Rabban is going to speak about Tzitzit in expression of this idea of the Seara, uh, which is the storm wind. Because through the TT now you're able to subdue the ish sa'ir. Esav, who's the hairy man, the storm wind that we mentioned above. This is why, um, this represents the aspect of a talit lavan, a white talit. When what? Hashem wrapped himself in this white talit, and he basically gave over the 13 midot harachamim, as we know in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> because the thirteen midot <laughs> represent the spirit of life of holiness that we talked about earlier. Remember, how we talked about the tzaddik his er chapayim, his rav chesed, all this stuff. This inyan of, uh, the sinyan of the ruachayim, which one draws from the tzaddik, and Hashem has the chesed that he constricts, he, he contracts himself into the ruachayim. He contracts himself into something so small, like the spirit of life, so that the tzaddikim can draw life to all those who are lacking something an awesome thing. That the 30 minutes representing God's traits, He's able to minimize Himself so small. And this is the beauty of Hashem. That He, we know, The greatness of Hashem, there you find His humility. Hashem makes Himself so small so that He can help us. <clears throat> so this is the, what we're talking about. This is the aspect of the talit. This is the aspect of the Talit, which are the four corners. Which is the idea of the ruach mea baruchot, which is the spirit that comes from the four spirits that we talked about. That like we said earlier in the me'abaruchot from the four spirits comes the spirit. That one spirit comes from the four. Talit this is the white talit Hefer ruach Ruhahtikibah. This is the opposite of the spirit of the evil force. Baknat Isab, who represented Tavshad Moni, who's read Kuloki Adiritziah. He was entirely hairy. And what did Rashi say? Like a talit. Why did it say talit? Why is Rashi saying? Rabban is explaining the sword of Rashi now. Why? Like a talit specifically. This is the talit of the evil force. Just like Hashem has a talit who is completely white whenever he gave down the 13 midot haramim, so too is the rab of the Kripa also has a talit, which is a red talit. And from there is drawn the spirit of all the ghisheim. That we mentioned above, but from the holy talit, which represents the white talit, we subdue the evil talit and we subdue the evil forces of the reshaim um, because from the white talit one draws the spirit of life of holiness, which is the 13 Rachamim. And this is why God wrapped himself in a white talit specifically. And he organized before Moshe Rabenu the 13 midot of mercy. This is what we're talking about right above. Because through the holy talit, which we're talking about the idea of tzitzit, the four corners. From the four, cor- from the four spirits comes O Spirit. Meaning the ruach dikdusha comes from the arba ruachot, which are the four spirits, the four corners of the tzitzit. So, through holy talit, through the holy talit makif, which represent the idea of makifin surrounding lights, which we know according to the Kabbalah as <coughs> and the Aghi, you can look there, that the idea of the Makifim and the talit dusha represents the spirit of light as it says in Kohelet, sovev sovev round and round goes the spirit. This is the idea of round and round. What round and round? It's surrounding something. It's like a makif. It's like a surrounding light. So the talit represents the idea of makifin. Surround, goes round and round, you uh, subdue the talit of the evil force, you subdue the spirit of the evil force. This is what it says in Eyyov, to hold on to the corners of the earth and the reshaim to be shaken off from it. Rabenu explains this pasuk also in Sikhotaran Arana it's explaining that one who's attached to the tzaddik, and um, at the end of times um, will be able to hold himself whenever the earth will shake. Um meaning obviously very metaphorical, very symbolic, this stuff. could mean atheism, a lot of lack, uh, a lot of tests in faith. But one who's attaching himself to the tzaddik will hold on. So here Rabbanu is explaining it in a very similar light. To hold on to the corners of the earth and for the G'sha'im to be shaken off from the earth. Because through the four corners, which represents the spirit of life, of holiness, which represents the four heads of the river that we talked about earlier, through this, through this, we shake off the reshaim. We talked about earlier. Subdue the reshaim to the earth. The acronym for eshuach ma'im afach. Can scan the Now we're going to explain the story of Rabba Bar Amar Rabba Bar Chanah Amar One time, this merchant said to me, "Come and I will show you." De- the generation, the dead generation of the desert, the generation of those who passed away in the desert. Uh, obviously, Ben Iskar who passed away in the, the midbar. <speaking in Hebrew> I went and he, I saw them. <speaking in Hebrew> and it seemed to me as if they were drunkards. <speaking in Hebrew> and they were lying flat out. <speaking in Hebrew> um, one of them had his knee raised. Bent the birke And this merchant went under this knee while riding his uh his uh his camel. he held up his spear and he couldn't even touch the knee of this dead uh this dead person in the desert. This is how tall the knee was. He then cut off the corner of one of his tzitzit, his trelet, um one of the corners of his uh, of his tzitzit, one of the the um, and we after this we weren't able to leave Amali, he said to me maybe um, you took something from them, that we have a tradition the one who takes something from them cannot leave basically asli I went, I put back the tzitzit corner, and now we are able to leave. <coughs> Um, so let's see here Let's see And uh, let's see What the Hashbam says Taya this merchant Socherish man An, an Arab merchant we Talked about this earlier In another lesson <laughs> um, That we went And you saw them And they looked like Drunkards basically <laughs> That they were Basically lying on their stomachs Like flat um, On their face flat Like their uh, With a flushed face Like as if they were, Had drunk so much wine what did they mean to lie flat? My bad. Their faces were facing up, not down. They were on their backs, faces facing up. This merchant went under this knee. One of their knees was bent up and raised. I saw that this merchant was going under one of the knees of this dead person. He was riding on this camel and uh, he had a spear in his hand. He wasn't even able to touch the knee of this dead person. He took um, what does it mean? See here. Um, So what did they do? They cut off a corner of the tzitzit, a corner of the tzitzit of this dead person. Um, a corner of the talit of the dead person to show the chachamim when they would go back to the chachamim to show them and to learn from this what is the judgment of tzitzit? How do we, how do we wear tzitzit? Is it kebet Shammai or kebet Hiler? Which opinion do we follow? So they wanted to look at the people in the desert to see which one they followed. And we were not able to leave The animal which we were riding was not able to move. Was not able to go. So let's see what this means according to the lesson we just learned. Come and let me show you the dead of the desert. This is awesome. <coughs> this merchant came to show Rav HaVachana the Rishayim, those who are not attached to the Tzadikim, and what are they called? They're called the dead of the desert. Why? Because the desert it never has the wind, northern wind blowing upon it. The desert is rid of this northern wind. And what's this northern wind? It's the northern wind of the, the ruach of Tusha, which the tzaddikim give to this person. We talked about the ruach of David, the northern wind, which would come and play on the throne the harp of David. This is the holy ruach. But the, the desert doesn't have this. This is why the dead of the desert are those who do not attach themselves to the tzaddikim. This represents, what is the northern wind? represents the holy the Holy uh, Wind, the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit that used to play, the Northern Wind that used to play upon the Kinoch of David. And these Rishayim were not attached to the Tzadikim. And they have no Holy Spirit. And in their lives they are called dead. As we know in the Gemara, in Brachot, that the Reshaim in their life are called death and the Tzadikim in their death are called alive. He went to show them. No, he showed him. This merchant came to show Rabbi from where they receive, um, from where they complete that which they lack. These Shayim he's talking about. Where do they get their Koach from? Oh, no. This is what he showed him. They look like drunkards. Like what? Like those who drink wine. This is the idea of the red. Why wine? Because wine is red. <coughs> wine represents deen. And what's Esab Admoni? Esav the red. Esab the red. He's the rab of the evil forces. It's from there that the Rechaim received their spirit of life to draw completion to to that which they lack. And they were lying flat out. Their faces facing up. What did we say earlier in the beginning of the lesson in the last uh, yesterday's lesson in the yesterday's section? We're saying that panav is the idea of ruach. Because the panav is the nose, and the nose from which one draws the ruach. the expression or the uh, yeah the expression of their face. This is what it means that their face be facing up. Why mala? Because their spirit is up for one second. It's stronger than ours, the Holy Spirit. Uh, For a moment's time. Because their success can go up. Uh, That we talked about earlier. That he blows away all their enemies. This is the Heshaim who blow away their enemies. That even for a certain amount of time. They can have strength over the k'tusha Because their wind is very strong for uh, a certain moment. And he was riding under the knee. Of one of these drunkards, this comes to show us over the great success of the Rishayim. God forbid, he had the Because a lack of success is what it's called in the Torah: weak knees. As it's in weak knees is a is a language of lack of success. But whenever a knee is lifted, this is an expression of a height of height of success. So the knee of this drunkard who represents Esav. <coughs> his knee was raised because he had a tremendous success. Um, as long as ruach sarah was still in control, <speaking> in <Hebrew> and this merchant went under the knee, and what tzaddik? Who's the merchant tzaddik? tzaddik <speaking in Hebrew> who's called a merchant? <speaking in Hebrew> Why? Because Rashi explains that a merchant in his era merchant. <speaking in Hebrew> what is socher merchant? <clears throat> this represents ruach. So it says in Kohelot, uh, the wind goes, the spirit goes round and round. And what is the round and round? We know Unkelu says round and round. The way you translate is secho secho. Round and round, and secho is obviously on the word socher, merchant. So here we see that merchant means this inan avruach, who's the tzaddik who goes under the knees of these Rishayim. this tzaddik, who receives his spirit from holiness. This is why he called him an Aaron merchant because he heard, because it's upon the idea of the Pasuk, because God has heard your affliction. Why? Because the Tzadik listens to all the sighs of all those who are attached to him. There's not one thing he doesn't listen to. Because from this Tzadik, life exits and it is drawn to each and every person. Because he is the man who has spirit within him and what do we say Rashi says? Um, he's able to like, He's able to to deal with the spirit of every single individual. He's the one who distributes Ruach to every single person who's attached to him. So what does it say the story that this merchant rode the, the donkey? What is Gamla a donkey? It's Gamla he does good to his soul. He repays good to his soul. This is the master, the 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 multitude of Chesed, the tzaddik that we we're talking about, who's Rav Chesed, who's Kif Rumecha, that he um, he what who's Kif Rumecha? He held up a spear, Romachu bechinat Ruach What is Romach spear? To play on the words Ruach Men. take the words Romach, you have Resh Vav and then you have Mem, Ruach this is the spirit of 40. Why 40? This is the aspect of the spirit of God was hovering above the waters. And what does it have to do with the men? So we see Ruach here, the spirit of God hovering above the waters. That's men. We said earlier in the Torah, this is the reference to the Torah, that was given um, in 40 days. This is why it's men, 40 This is the numerical value of 40. That from there, within the Torah, which was given in 40 days, that is where the Ruach HaIm exists. What is this idea? The tzaddik, he has this aspect of spirit that he received from the Torah. And with all this, he comes under the knee of this Rasha, under the success of the Rasha we talked about, when the knee of the Rasha is raised, it's the idea of success. The Tzaddik goes under the success of the Rasha, he delves into the Rasha's trait. As we talked about earlier, the, tz- the Rasha swallows the Tzaddik that is greater than he. So we see sometimes the Tzaddik can even be swallowed by a Rasha, he falls under the success of this Rasha. But we talked about earlier, not a Tzaddik amur. Let's see here. Let's continue. He cut off the corner of one of the strings of Tchelet of one of these drunkards, right? Of this drunkard. Meaning he he broke and he stopped one of these evil traits from one of these four elements. That this Rasha has empowered himself with. Because we talked about earlier that this evil trait that the Rasha empowers himself with is his channel through which he received the Ruach. So this tzaddik went down and he broke the tino of the rasha, He broke the fun of the channel of this rasha. This The why it says, he cut off the corner of the trelet and he cut off the channel. He cut off one of the tzitzit of theirs. That he cut off one of the. Um, evil traits of their which is their channel, because all the evil traits come from the four elements. And what are the what are the root of the four elements? The four Tzitzit And he wasn't able to leave. They weren't able to leave, what did I mean? Sham abat what what happened? Even so, they weren't able uh, to subdue the rasha and to leave from under the success of his knee, to leave from under his knee. Even though they had broken and uh, stopped one of the, uh, the evil the evil trade of this rasha that is drawn from one of the Abba sadot we talked about and the root of the Abba sodot, the four elements come with the four tzitzit that we talked about. This is what it says in the story that they cut off a corner of the T'chelet of one of these people. Even so. The person, they were not able to subdue uh, the Rasha and to leave from under his knee. Meaning they weren't able to, to win. As it said, they weren't able to leave. What did it say? That they weren't able to leave from there. Um, I mentioned above, they weren't able to leave from the evil trait of this Rasha. Meaning the Rasha's trait had grasp on them. So he said to me, So he said to me, so the merchant said to Rabba Barachana, "Go to one Because we see here that this is a reference the idea of someone who's a tzaddik, but not a tzaddik amukh, because he's not able to leave. So the merchant said to Rabba Barachana, "Perhaps you left one of the, them behind, and perhaps you took take something." The merchant asked me, "Rabba Barachana," according to the. Explanation of Rabenu. Perhaps you left from one of the four elements that you didn't complete and repair uh, completely to remove yourself the bad um, in its entirety. Meaning, perhaps the bad still has some grasp on you as we talked about. Perhaps you still fear sin. And this is why you, uh, they weren't able to leave and be brought above. That as long as there's still some bad trait that is able to have some grasp on you, you're not able to subdue the rasha. What do they mean? Perhaps you have t- left something, you've taken something. Perhaps you have taken uh, a little bit from them. What did that mean? Perhaps you still have something left of them. An evil trait of these reshaim left within you. That you've taken for yourself some trait or desire or lust that belongs to them. This is why they weren't able to leave. This is why we're not able to leave, to go out from there. From under the knee that we have a tradition that one who takes something from them is not able to leave this is what we mentioned above that we have a tradition we talked about earlier one who is not able to remove every single bad trait and who still has a grasp of a ta'va or a bad trait of these is not able to leave from under them my bad And to subdue these Rishaim. So we went back, put back the tzitzit, the the tredit back. Meaning, I returned and I brought back that little bad that still had a grasp within me that belonged to the Rishaim. I removed. I, I turned back from it and I separated myself from this bad trait. And then we were able to leave. Then it came up unto us. We had, we had the power in our hands now to be able to leave from the, under the knee of the Rashah, to subdue um, it, to make it uh, fall. That the true, complete Sadiq who separates himself from all bad, all grasp of that completely, he's able to leave from them, to leave from the Reshaim um, peacefully, and to subdue them and to make them fall. before <laughs> What we talked about earlier, subduing the Ghashayim to the earth, and we mentioned above. So, we'll finish off the lesson in the next class, and uh, God willing, may we apply what we studied uh, today.